blood moon has risen, it is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from other worlds. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host. If you have a strange experience or terrifying tale you want brought to life, please make your submission at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Now turn up the sound and turn off the lights. Our animal totems have stories to tell. We begin with a first-hand ghostly experience by G.H.G. While visiting Savannah, Georgia, my wife and I decided to take a ghost tour walk at 9 p.m. My mother was alone, but stayed at the hotel. We got to Reynolds Square, where the John Wesley statue is, and the tour group was meeting. We were about an hour early, so we decided to have a drink at a nearby basement bar. After the drink, we went to the restrooms in the hallway of the bar.
When my wife left the women's room, that was farther down the hallway from the men's room. She waited for me near the bathroom door in the hallway. I was on the throne when the door started rattling and shaking. I think I said something like, I'll be right out. Even after saying that, the doorknob rattled a little more. When I came out of the men's room, I asked my wife who was trying to get in there. She said she had been in the hallway almost 10 minutes, and there was no one that came or went from either restroom. We thought no more about it until later that night while on the ghost tour. The tour guide pointed out the building with the basement bar and said, A ghost lives in the basement. No one on the tour knew we had been in the bar before we went on the ghost tour walk. Before we tell the next story, I ask you to help me keep the animal totems happy. Please subscribe, review, and tell your family and friends about Blood Moon Podcast. We also invite you to follow us on Instagram at the Blood Moon Podcast. Now back to the stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. Welcome back. An owl flies in with an account by DM. DM references aeronautical engineer Kelly Johnson. Therefore, I will provide historical context before telling this story. Clarence Kelly Johnson was a titan in aeronautics. The engineer became the first team leader of Lockheed Skunk Works. He was vital to the development of the U-2 and Blackbird SR-71 spy planes. Kelly was also very open about having seen UFOs on two separate occasions. His second sighting occurred 
in the early evening of December 16, 1952. Kelly and his wife, Althea, were enjoying the sunset at their ranch in Aguara, California, when he spotted a dark ellipse positioned over a mountain. He assumed it was a lenticular cloud until it started to move. With a pair of binoculars, the engineer could clearly see that it was a black disc. The disc moved westward at a high rate of speed and disappeared. Later, he discovered that there were other eyewitnesses. At his office, Chief Flight Test Engineer Rudy Thorin stated he had seen a UFO that matched Kelly's description. Thorin was piloting a Navy Super Constellation WV-2 when he, as well as other crew members, saw the UFO. Concerning the first sighting in November of 1951, Kelly Johnson reported, I should also state that about two years ago, Mrs. Johnson and I saw an object, which I believed at the time, and still do, to be a saucer, flying west of Brent's Junction, California, on a very dark night. I did not see the object itself, but saw a clearly defined flame or emanation, as shown on the attached sketch. This object was traveling east to west at a very high speed and with no noise. The flame or emanation was a beautiful light blue, having extremely well-defined edges. My first impression was that it was an afterburning airplane, but the lack of noise and the pure spread of the flame eliminated the possibility completely. I saw a craft similar to that of the Kelly Johnson case in 1953, but I saw it in 1997 or 98. I was approaching Coburg, Ontario, Canada from the north along Highway 45 heading south. When I was on a hill or higher part of the road, I could see lights above Lake Ontario. I thought nothing of it until I was on a hill just north of town. I could clearly see lights above my subdivision hovering. I sped up and approached my home, turning right onto Elgin Street, then left onto Chipping Park. That is when I clearly saw an outline in the night sky. It was a clear night, around 12.30am, lots of stars. An object's outline was clear as I turned onto Fairbanks Road. I turned off my headlights and drove down the block. I stopped and got out of my car because I could clearly hear it start up. When I stood beside my car watching, it turned 
and quickly disappeared into the night sky. I never reported it as it looked like a stealth fighter, so I assumed the U.S. airbase in New York State was playing around with a stealth fighter with Harrier technology. Hello listeners, I am delighted to tell you about Blood Moon Craft. Blood Moon Craft is the strange and sometimes terrifying shop at Society6. You will find artwork and ghoulish goodies inspired by the tales told on Blood Moon Podcast. Every purchase will help the podcast grow. So check out Blood Moon Craft at Society6. Vampire Bat bites into a classic tale by Virginia Woolf called A Haunted House. Whatever hour you woke, there was a door shutting. From room to room they went, hand in hand, lifting here, opening there, making sure. A ghostly couple. Here we left it. Oh, but there too. It's upstairs. And in the garden. Quietly, or we shall wake them. But it wasn't that you woke us. Oh, no. They're looking for it. They're drawing the curtain, one might say, or so read on a page or two. Now they found it. One would be certain, stopping the pencil on the margin. And then, tired of reading, one might rise and see for oneself the house all empty, the doors standing open, only the wood pigeons bubbling with content, and the hum of the threshing machine sounding from the farm. What did I come in here for? What did I want to find? My hands were empty. Perhaps it's upstairs then. The apples were in the loft. And so down again, the garden still as ever, only the book had slipped into the grass. But they had found it in the drawing room. Not that one could ever see them. The window panes reflected apples, reflected roses. All the leaves were green in the glass. If they moved in the drawing room, the apple only turned its yellow side. Yet the moment after, if the door was opened, spread about the floor hung upon the walls, 
pendant from the sailing. What? My hands were empty. The shadow of a thrush crossed the carpet. From the deepest wells of silence, the wood pigeon drew its bubble of sound. Safe, safe, safe. The pulse of the house beat softly. The treasure buried the room. The pulse stopped short. Oh, was that the buried treasure? A moment later, the light had faded. Out in the garden, then. But the trees spun darkness for a wandering beam of sun. So fine, so rare, coolly sunk beneath the surface, the beam I sought always burnt behind the glass. Death was the glass. Death was between us. Coming to the woman first, hundreds of years ago, leaving the house, sealing all the windows. The rooms were darkened. He left it, left her, went north, went east, saw the stars turned in the southern sky, sought the house, found it dropped beneath the downs. Safe, 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 the pulse of the house beat gladly, the treasure yours. The wind roars up the avenue. Trees stoop and bend this way and that. Moonbeams splash and spill wildly in the rain. But the beam of the lamp falls straight from the window. The candle burns stiff and still. Wandering through the house, opening the windows, whispering not to wake us, the ghostly couple seek their joy. Here we slept. Kisses without number. Waking in the morning. Silver between the trees. Upstairs. In the garden. When summer came. In winter snow time. The doors go shutting far in the distance, gently knocking like the pulse of a heart. Nearer they come, cease at the doorway. The wind falls, the rain slides silver down the glass. Our eyes darken, we hear no steps behind us. We see no lady spread her ghostly cloak. His hand shield the lantern. Look, sound asleep, love upon their lips. Stooping, holding their silver lamp above us, long they look and deeply. Long they pause. The wind drives straightly. The flame stoops slightly. Wild beams of moonlight cross both floor and wall, and meeting, stain the faces bent, the faces pondering, the faces that search the sleepers and seek their hidden joy. Safe, 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 the heart of the house beats proudly. Long years, again you found me. Here, sleeping, in the garden, reading, laughing, rolling apples in the loft. Here we left our treasure. Stooping, their light lifts the lids upon my eyes. Safe, 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 the pulse of the house beats wildly. 
Waking, I cry, Oh, is this your buried treasure? The light in the heart. The blood moon is setting. Ghostly experience and stealth or something else are from the night sky ii.org. The Kelly Johnson sightings were researched and written by Andrew Carey. Voiceovers by Andrew Carey and Melissa Chabom. Music and sound effects by Blood Moon Podcast. Other sound effects are from Quick Sounds and Free Sounds Library. Thank you for listening. <laughs>